This weekend retreat was given at Our Lady of Good Counsel Retreat House, December 14th to 16th, 2018, on the topic, The Mysteries of Christmas, with the opening talk and closing talk by Bishop James Conley and the other talks by Father Gary Coulter. These and other recordings are available at our website, goodcounselretreat.com. Well, welcome, everyone, to this annual Advent slash Christmas retreat. And thank you for responding to come and spend these days of prayer. Um, It's a small group, but there's a saying in Italian, siamo pochi ma bravi, which means we're small but we're strong. And, uh, And that's good. And that's a good thing. And there's no better way to prepare in these last 10 days of Advent to celebrate Christmas than to spend some quiet days in reflection on the mysteries of Christmas in prayer and reflection. Um, And the Lord has blessed us with a good weekend. Two two years ago, we had this snowstorm, which we were all snowed in, and and it was uh, uh, one of the biggest I've been, I've been through since I've been here. But this weekend is, is a beautiful weekend, so enjoy it. And take the time to to get outside and to walk around a little bit uh, out here in the quiet, um, you know, the quiet regions of the of the retreat house. Um, like I said, this is the third year we've done this retreat, and this year we're changing it up a little bit um, by focusing on the Rosary in honor of the Eucharistic Family Rosary Crusade that we've been going through. We're in phase three now. Um, we had that wonderful uh, Eucharistic procession around the Capitol on November 4th, and then we had a rosary procession around the, the, the campus of the University of Nebraska. And we have some events planned this, this spring, culminating on May 5th with an event, a global rosary at Haymarket uh, Baseball Stadium downtown Lincoln. Um, so put May 5th, 7 p.m. on your calendar. It'll be a, a candlelight evening rosary and Eucharistic adoration. So it should be beautiful. But the mysteries of Our Lady's rosary, as we know well, contain the principal mysteries of our Catholic faith. And so the title of this retreat is The Mysteries of Christmas Through the Lens, you might say, of the Holy Rosary. The rosary is a powerful weapon. It's a powerful weapon against Satan and evil, and it's a powerful means that allows us to meditate on the life of Jesus and Mary and on the mysteries of our faith. They're all contained there. They're all contained there, and it's a very contemplative prayer as we meditate on the mysteries and we praise God in the vocal prayers. Several of the joyful mysteries, the Annunciation and visitation and nativity and presentation in the temple are all associated with Christmas, those first four mysteries of the joyful uh, mysteries, but also two of the luminous mysteries, the baptism of the Lord and the wedding feast of Cana, two epiphanies of the Lord are also associated with Christmas. And we'll kind of walk you through that as well because uh, sometimes we don't make that connection with Christmas. And the the center of the Christmas mystery, uh, in one sense, uh, is the cross. Um, 
the fifth sorrowful mystery, which I messed up during our rosary. Uh, I forgot the crown of thorns, but I've been meditating since today is the Feast of St. John of the Cross. I've been kind of meditating on the cross today, so I've kind of got that on my mind. But uh, why do I say that the cross would be a central mystery of Christmas? Well, the incarnation of God as man through the Virgin Mary was so that God could give us and save us from our sins, uh, give us a human body for, uh, for our Savior. And in his infinite wisdom, God chose the sacrifice of the crucifixion to save all of humanity. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And that's why I like the symbolism in this chapel. The word was made flesh on the altar um, and dwelt among us reminds us of the incarnation and birth of Jesus, but then immediately points us to the altar of sacrifice uh, and the cross, um, which are all linked together, um, the saving mystery of our redemption. And, And so by giving God a body, you might say Mary, as his mother, gave Jesus the humanity which he sacrificed for us and for our sins to save us. That is the link in one sense, in one way, uh, to the birth of Jesus and the cross. Today I said as memorial of St. John of the Cross, who's a great doctor of the church and master of the spiritual life. And St. John knew that the cross was the central mystery of our faith. The cross was the mystery that leads us to the love of the heart of Jesus. Because it's through his passion and death that he shows that love all the way to the end um, for each one of us. Um, and and St. John understood that, that centrality of the cross in all of his writings. And that's why he was called St. John of the Cross. Because it was, it was key to his spiritual writings uh, and his mystical theology. As a new convert to the Catholic faith in my early 20s, I remember first trying to pray the rosary, and it was uh, difficult, and obviously it's still difficult for me because I forget the mystery sometimes. Um, I remember I had this little blue booklet that I carried in my back pocket. Uh, It was called How to Pray the Rosary, and you've probably seen it. It's uh, got the pictures, beautiful pictures of each one of the rosaries, and I always carried that in the back pocket of my jeans, and it uh, stayed with me for a long time until it just completely fell apart. Um, But I used it when I was learning to pray the rosary uh, as a new Catholic. And um, praying the rosary taught me really how to meditate. I didn't, you know, I never had meditated before. And and it was really through praying the rosary that I learned to think about and imagine those scenes, those mysteries of the rosary um, for a sustained period of time. And that's all meditation is, is spending time meditating on the mystery and meaning of those central events in the life of our Lord and Our Lady and in the central events and mysteries of our faith. I like to tell the story of finding a rosary cross, and I carry it with me um, during those years. I had graduated from college. I've probably told this story before, so the brothers may have heard this, but uh, I'd graduated from college, and I wanted to, some friends of mine and I wanted to travel in Europe, and college students do that a lot. And I was, we were in France, and I wanted to visit Paray-le-Monial, which is a place where our Lord appeared 
to St. Margaret Mary Alacoque and, and revealed his sacred heart. And um, it's a beautiful little place where um, pilgrims go and where um, you can be at that spot where our Lord revealed his heart to St. Margaret Mary. And I remember I broke away from our group and, and made my way by bus and even hitchhiked. It was back in the days when it was fairly safe to hitchhike. And I got into Prairie Monial really late at night. There was nothing open. And so, and I hadn't been a Catholic very long, so I figured, well, I'll just go to where the priest lives and he'll put me up. So I went and found the church and I found the rectory and I knocked on the door and it was about 1030 at night and the priest, uh, there was a light on, so he was, uh, he was awake and he came and I didn't speak much French and he spoke a little bit of English. He spoke more English than I spoke French. And I said, I just got here, and I don't have any place to stay. Um, you know, do you know where I can stay? And he looked at me, and he kind of looked me up and down, and, and I guess he saw that I was in pretty bad shape. So it was raining, and I was soaking and everything. So he took pity on me, and he said, there's a building over, over by the church, which was an old school. And he said, and it's not very comfortable, but it's dry. And so he took me over and opened the door, and and, and uh, showed me a room, which was an old classroom. And he said, you can sleep here. And I had, I had, a, I had a sleeping bag and everything, so I had stuff that I could sleep. So I said, thank you very much, and, and I um, rolled out the sleeping bag. And I remember I was wanting to write a letter home, and there was one of those little desks there. And I said, well, that's, well maybe that's a sign I'm supposed to write a letter home to my mother. Because um, I was a long ways from home, and I hadn't written her in a while. I was feeling guilty, actually. Um, and so I sat in that little desk, and I opened up the... It was one of those desks that you open up, just as curious to see if there was a pen or something there. And in there was this cross, just sitting there. without. It's a rosary cross, and, but, it, but it wasn't connected to any rosary. It was just sitting there. And I looked at that cross... And I turned it over, and on the back there was a date. And the date on the back of the cross is June 6th, 1878. And that day was June 6th, 1978. So it was exactly 100 years that day um, that I discovered this cross. And, of course, I'm, I knew immediately that God wanted me to keep this cross, so I put it in my pocket and I didn't tell the and I and I and I didn't tell the priest about it. I should have, but I just said God, nobody knows that cross is in there, and that's I think that's meant for me. And it was at a time in my life where I really wasn't sure where God was leading me. You know, I finished college and I had didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, and I was in Europe, and and I just really didn't know if God had any purpose for my life or any plan for my vocation. And, but this cross gave me confidence that God was looking out after me, you know, that God did have a plan for me, that God was, uh, you know, watching over me. And, and I've kept this cross uh, ever since. And, of course, this year is the 40th anniversary of that. Uh, you know, 40 years ago was when I first, back in June, is when I first found this cross. And it always reminds me of the importance uh, of the cross, um, and how the cross is always in the background of everything we do. Um, our highs and our lows, our good times and our bad times, we can never really 
forget the cross because it's always there. Um, the cross was always in the background in the life of Jesus. When we think about his birth, for example, you know, he was born into the world in a very primitive, difficult situation. Nothing, you know, they were on the road traveling. They had no place to stay, born in a cave, no clothes. It was cold. Um, it was very difficult for Mary and Joseph and Jesus in Bethlehem. And, um, and so he came into the world, um, you know, in, in a very uh, difficult way. And throughout his life, the cross was sort of always hovering. And I love that, that picture. There's a picture uh, painting, famous painting of Jesus, you know, as a child. It's not in the Bible. I don't know if it's true. It should be. It's a good story. But uh, Jesus is in the, in, the, in the workshop with Joseph, and he's got these two pieces of wood. And they're working, and he kind of puts these two pieces of wood together, and you know, and they're doing something. And all of a sudden, this light is coming through the window, and it's shining on the floor. And the artist shows that it's the perfect cross on the floor. And Jesus is looking at that cross on the floor, you know, and and maybe thinking, you know, the cross. This is why I'm here. This is why I've come. This is why I've been called. This is why the Father sent me. Uh, is because of the cross. So the cross is always there in our lives. And I think we need to keep our eyes on the cross. You know, this is a very difficult time in the church right now um, with the crisis of, uh, you know, child sexual abuse by priests and everything and bishops mismanaging and all of this. And I think this purification, this time of, of cleansing in the church um, is a time when we focus, keep our eyes fixed on Jesus more than anything, because it's his church. And human beings um, are, are sinful, and we uh, make mistakes, and we repent, but it's Christ's church. And we keep that in mind when we see the cross, and we look at the cross, and we keep our eyes fixed on the cross, always uniting our suffering to his. Jesus allows us to participate in his suffering by joining him. St. Paul says, I fill up what is lacking in the sufferings of Christ. Not that he didn't do it all for us, but he allows us to join our suffering to his on the cross. And that helps us get through difficult times. It will help us get through this time. It helps us get through difficult times personally in our lives. He allows us to join him, and then he lightens our burdens and sanctifies our way um, through that mystery of the cross. So as we begin this retreat, you know, we, we honor St. John of the Cross, but we also keep in mind that as we go through these beautiful and joyful mysteries uh, of the season of Advent and Christmas, we must never forget the cross. The cross is always there. But the cross is the love of Jesus in our hearts. It's, it's the embodiment of Christ's love for us and his church, and it's the ultimate expression of his love for us and the reason why he was sent, the reason why the word, made, the word became flesh. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.